what is. <laughs> and leather yellow. Stop! I just got calmed down. Um, I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum 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 bum. Chapter seven: Mudbloods and Murmurs. Hi, welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. <laughs> we find ourselves so entertaining. I'm actually Molly. And I'm actually Alex. I know we had you so fooled. Um, full disclosure, we are recording this episode right on the heels of recording um, Gilderoy Lockhart, so we are into wine. We're just ready to go again. We're rip-roaring again. Yeah, and you know, this last episode was loopy, and it's still the same day, so I wouldn't expect a different range in loopiness. In fact, I'd expect worse, because yeah. now we're warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> Last episode was a practice round this week. It's the real um, steel, as yeah. they say. So, yeah, this one we're doing chapter seven. Bon. And if you listened last week, then you know that Draco Malfoy is the new Slytherin seeker. What? Yeah. And now you can fully listen to this episode because you got the password. Mm. Woo! Ten points to your house. Oh, yeah, remember when you guys are supposed to do iTunes reviews and we give you points for your house? That was super fun. We should keep doing that, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Give us some iTunes reviews. That was a little hostile, Molly. Um, I'll be a uh, good cop. Okay. Please, please, please give us iTunes reviews. Give us the reviews! We want no! them, please. It would just... I could use them to feed my poor puppy who lives off of the profit of our iTunes reviews. If you don't give us those reviews, then... I'm going to put a spell on you. Ooh, and now you're mine. <laughs> All right, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, and you guys are going to That was a lot now, of stress. Now we can talk about Chapter 7. <laughs> what did you name Chapter 7? I'm sure it's going to be really good. My title is terrible. So, um... Just, just some warning. Um, this is the famous slug chapter... So my chapter title is Slug Crup Millionaire, a play on... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what is it a play on? Slug Crup Millionaire? Like Slumdog? Yeah, like slum dog Millionaire. But what's a Crup? A Crup is the dogs in that magical universe. But there are like actual dogs. Yeah, but Crups are kind of dog in the magical universe. And I you thought could have just said slug dog. No, I like slug crop crop millionaire. Also, I said the millionaire part fits in because Malfoy's really rich. Boom, got him. Well, on it's the yours. heels of that, <laughs> I went with. So I love doing little throwbacks or foreshadows to other books. So this was mine, Ron's sluggish memory. Stop! Because there's a very sluggish memory in the sixth book. That was a really good... I was really proud of it. Although I'm sure JK thought the same thing. I hope so. Okay, what's your first note? My first note 
And as promised last time, I would talk about Colin. Oh, I'm going to be talking about Colin. My first notes on Colin. It says, Colin Creepy, ellipses, ultimate fanboy, exclamation point, my man, exclamation point. Even though he's not a man, he's like 11. But that's what I have to say about Colin, is that I relate to him in his um, fanboy tendencies. Although he's like way more obsessive than I am. My question was, why does Colin like Harry so much? Like, he's, one, he's, like, muggle-born, and, like, Harry really hasn't done anything in front of him. I guess maybe the flying car thing, but he doesn't even bring that up. I think it's, like, the same way Hermione, like, knows about him before he meets him. Like, when you're a muggle-born and you're really excited about being a wizard, like, you read about the history, and Harry's in the history, and then he's like, oh my goodness, Harry's coming gonna be at my school and Harry's really cute and I'm gay because later I end up with my best friend Terry and nope nope cut that out I messed up I mixed up Anthony He's Goldstein and Colin though. but yeah Colin probably with Justin Flinch Fletch literally uh, I write <laughs> Colin is gay in every fic that I ever mention Colin in um well, I mean, I get that, that he's, like, read about him and stuff, but, like, people who even grew up knowing Harry's a celebrity, like, don't treat him like that. But I think it's because Colin's personality trait is fanboy. Yeah. That he's like this. And, like, why is he up at the crack of dawn? To see Harry. But just, like, that's just crazy pants. It is. But he's also a convention because um, she needs Colin to be up she meaning J.K. Rowling, needs Colin <laughs> to be up this early so that she can do one of her clevers. Here's what you missed about Quidditch. I know. I said that was a great way to explain it. No, I think it's it. a really good way to explain it. But, um, so basically what happens is Colin is, like, obsessed with Harry, and she, he's Harry's like, I gotta go. I've gotta go to Quidditch. And then Colin's like, oh, okay, tell me all about Quidditch. I've never, like, heard about yeah. Quidditch. What's Quidditch? da 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 And then Harry explains all the rules to him, which is just a really good way to, to remind us all and the children that are listening what Quidditch is, and what the rules are. You were the youngest house player in a hundred years, weren't you, Harry? Weren't you? Said Colin, trotting alongside him. You must be brilliant. I've never flown. Is it easy? Is that your own broom? Is that the best one there is? Harry didn't know how to get rid of him. It was like having an extremely talkative shadow. I don't really understand Quidditch, said Colin breathlessly. Is it true there are four balls and two of them fly around trying to knock people off their brooms? Yes, said Harry heavily, resigned to explaining the complicated rules of Quidditch. Also, Harry is so nice for putting up with Colin. Like, he cannot find a way to leave this conversation. But he he won't be mean. He refuses to be mean to Colin. I know. That's, like, nice of it's him. It's really sweet. And, like, I think there are points in the book where he kind of is, like, get away from me. But yeah. he's never, like, awful. I mean, in later in this chapter, Colin tries to take a picture of Ron throwing up his legs. And Harry's like, get away. Yeah. Like, Colin, come on. Have some tact. Journalism. You gotta get the hard stuff. He has no tact. He's a real journalist okay so wood he's being extra he's out of control um already like they haven't even started don't you know i know that you know it 
I just needed to pause for it because word it would word word would is being extra. He's being extra. He's being OC as they used to say back in my day. It stands for out of control. So it was original character of, in my my class on fan fiction. Yeah, in fan fiction, OC means original character. At um, Blake High School, it means out of control. This is like where my love might fade for Wood is right now because I could never be with somebody that like their emotions like lived and died on sports. Same. Like if you can't handle like losing a game or even watching a game and your team loses, I'm out. Like I can't. Number one reason I couldn't be with Wood is how obsessed he is with sports. Yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong, would really enjoy watching Quidditch, I would get really into it, but, like, it wouldn't ruin my day, let alone my whole year. And I would even like to play Quidditch. Like, it sounds like a really fun game, like a fun sport. Like, I could get really into Quidditch. Yeah, and I can be really competitive, but I have never, maybe when I was little, I might have Like a baby. I'm... Well, when I was playing Old Maid with my sister, I ripped up the Old Maid when I lost. But, like, I'm over it. <laughs> okay, well, it's a different. <laughs> That's a pretty that, Wood-like thing to do. Yeah, but I'm like, I grew out of it, guys. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, like, Jenny is not as insane about it. Angelina, Neither is Harry that And Angelina much. is a little crazy about it. Oh, she definitely is. Yeah. But I love Angelina, so she can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Harry, like, gets really into Quidditch, but he, like, gets over it pretty easily and doesn't feel the need to get up at 5 a.m. or however To be early. fair, Harry has, like, other things on his plate. He's like, look, Wood, like, I'm here for you and I really want Gryffindor to win, but, like, a mass murderer is trying to kill me or, um... Like, I was unconscious for, like, defeating Voldemort again yeah. last year, so sorry, not sorry that I missed the last game. Yeah, Wood not so subtly <laughs> being, like, for reasons that are beyond yeah extra extra so so pettywood he literally saved your and then he had to like collect himself because he's still not over it i can't it's been a whole summer get over it get a boyfriend and get over it um just like so i love wood but we could never be together i don't think okay so some on the topic of wood like, I agree 100% with George in this chapter in which he says, why couldn't you tell us this yesterday when we were awake? Other comments I agree with. Harry, complaining about food. Because I would not have this, like, four-hour practice with wood, whatever it is, without breakfast. There's no way. I'd be like, you can hold on. I'm going to get some jam on toast. Also, it totally negates getting up early because now they're just, like, practicing at a normal time. Yeah. Like, they could have been done practicing by the time the Slytherins got there. They had just started playing. Yeah, they could have done the whole, like, lesson plan, like, the day before or something. Yeah. Also, like, what is he even teaching? Like, He's what going are all over these new moves? moves? Also, is it for, like, the whole team? Is it, like, moves for the whole team? I've because only, they all have individual roles. I've only ever heard them talk about one individual move. The and that's Ron- the Wonski Ronsky Fiend. Faint. The Ronsky Faint. <laughs> <laughs> I read it Fiend, okay? So fine. It's Faint. Whatever. Well, and then the, the V. 
Um, like I think of the Mighty Ducks, but the uh, Chasers on the Irish team, they do a like a V. Oh, that yeah, like the yeah. But there's a great film about ice hockey called The Mighty Ducks. Are you explaining and The Mighty Ducks to me as if I've not v. seen it? I don't know. You looked at me like I was crazy. I, I know who The Mighty v. Ducks are. Are why did I get really? Canadian. Well, they are we like Minnesota or something like Michigan. The, the Mighty Ducks. Um, look, great films. Um, seen them all. <laughs> um, on TBS. Um, but yeah, they do a flying. Molly v. didn't have real TV channels when she was a TBS child. is a great TV channel. It is, but Same I'm saying. B. My next note just says, I love that without Harry, Ron and Hermione go to breakfast, then go find Harry. Like, I, they don't do anything with I their thought life about without Harry. that, too. I was like, can they not do anything? I guess they're waiting for him to go to Hagrid's, but, like, they could just go to Hagrid's. Like, no. Harry is the leader. I know. And they, like, have to come out onto the field and stuff. Like, I'd be annoyed if my, like, friends did that. If I'm, like, with my team and, like... My two friends were like, well, we need to be there to, like, help. Like, to be fair, I think Harry loves, like, doesn't mind. Because, yeah. you know, they're, like, parts of him. You know, like, that's why they can't go anywhere without him. Because they're one unit that walks together. Yeah. But for me, personally, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. I, I just also think it's funny because they have each other. Like, it's not like Ron... His only friend is Harry. Yeah. Ron and Hermione could have gone and hung out together alone. Like, what do you think they talk about when they're by themselves? Cute things. I actually, I told you about this. I read a fic once that was, like, a series of... Like, um, sidebar conversations? Of, yeah, side moments with Ron and Hermione when Harry isn't there. And some are, like, mundane, but some are really cute. Yeah, I'm sure this is just like, oh, I'm really hungry... I yeah, missed breakfast. <laughs> well, the, Ron and Hermione went to breakfast, and I'm sure their conversation was this. Hermione, where's Harry? I didn't see him this morning. Ron was like, oh, he's at Quidditch. Wait, I'll be, I'll be Ron, you be Hermione. Okay, okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> so are we waiting for Harry to go down for breakfast? Oh, he wrote me... <laughs> Stay in character, Mom. I don't know what a Ron... Oh, he wrote me a note. He's at uh, Quidditch for a bit. Uh, Yeah, I think he he went up pretty early. Without breakfast? That's really irresponsible of Wood. I mean, honestly, nothing can get done without a full start to breakfast. It's the best meal of the day, I hear. What? Never mind, Ronald. I'm hungry. Obviously. (laughs) What's for breakfast? Everything. <laughs> it's the great hole, Ron. Porridge. I want, some, I want some marmalade toast, I think. Marmalade toast. Yeah, we can get that out. We'll take it out to go and then we'll go watch Harry at practice. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Right? And then we can go to Hagrid's. And then we won't have to talk to each other alone. Oh. Yeah, I didn't want to talk to you. I don't love you or anything. Me either. Let's go. And <laughs> see.
kept in. Oh. Not a blooper. Not a blooper. That is the main selling point of this episode. Oh, man. <laughs> what a great... Great. We should do that more often. Yeah, we should do this. I feel like we don't have to do the accent. (laughs) We have to. I forgot to say blimey. We should do a, uh, we should do a, what do you call it? We should create a jingle for this segment. (laughs) Molly and Alex do skits. (laughs) Skits, skits, skits. (laughs) Maybe we'll we'll workshop that. (laughs) Um, yeah, so my next note is on the brooms that Malfoy's, my father, um, presents. How much do you think a broom costs? Well, we know how much the Nimbus 2000 costs, right? Do we? Because Harry sees it when he's at Hogsmeade for the, not Hogsmeade. I don't, um, I don't. When he, at Quidditch Supplies, one second. I'm gonna look it up on the interwebs. I guessed like 200 galleons. Well, yeah, they don't tell us the price. You're right. Yes, how much do you think a broom costs? See, I, I have no idea because I guess like less than a car, but I'm thinking around the same price as like a scooter for us or like a nice bike. Yeah. I think that's a good, I was thinking, like, um, like, a game console, like, what kids spend, like, a lot of money on. Yeah. So, I was thinking, like, 200 galleons, which might be a little high. Well, let's look up racing bikes. And we're kind of just assuming, like, dollar to galleon right now. Yeah. But I don't think it's dollar to galleon, or even pound to galleon. Because when they buy omnioculars, it's like 10 galleons, and they're like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think it's more like a racing bike, which is like 13,000. 13,000? Yeah. Jesus. For like top racing bikes. Jeez Louise. That's what I think it's more like. Like, I think 200 is like a clean sweep. Like, Fred and George's are probably like 200 galleons. And they're hand-me-down, hand-me-down, hand-me-downs. Okay. Maybe, like, 400 galleons. I don't think it's in the thousands. For galleons? I think it's, I think it's equal to, because they make it seem like there's, like, brooms are, like, the highest price thing in, like, the wizarding world that you can buy. And then they have, like, professional Quidditch players. Like, I'm guessing a professional, you know, like, people spend, like, lots of money on cleats if you're a professional soccer player. Yeah. Well, I would think, like, the Firebolt is, like, a thousand galleons. That's true. So I feel like the Nimbus 2001 is not that much. Maybe, like, 500. But the Nimbus 2001 is the newest thing on the market at this time. Like, the Firebolt hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, but I think when the Firebolt comes out, it's, like, a lot more expensive than the last one that came out. That's true. Based on how Harry reacts to seeing it. He's like, I don't even want to look at the cost, even though Harry could def afford it. <laughs> Harry, what do you do with all this money? This is about to be really sad. Like, you have, like, your dad's vault, and... 
later. And later, Sirius's vault. Like Which that's you the know whole, Sirius has a bunch of money. Yeah, that's the whole Black family money and all of the Peveril slash Potter money. Yeah. That's like a lot of wizard money. Yeah. I don't see you like donating any money. Like you barely give money for spew. <laughs> like, come on. I think he does become a philanthropist because I don't see him spending his money. You know what I'm saying? Like I see him. Yeah. He's not a materialistic girl. I knew what you were going for. Um, but, and he does, I think, always get, like, Ryan and Hermione nice, like, Christmas gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. In my head, I like to think that Harry funds a wizarding orphanage for magical children. But that's just, like, in my dream world. Because... I just don't think he would think of that. I see him, like, investing in a Quidditch team. <laughs> I don't know. I give Harry a little more credit than that. When he's an older gentleman, we only meet him he as like a son. teenager. We don't talk about Cursed Child. I don't believe in adult oh, Harry from Cursed Child. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Hermione, got him. <laughs> that was my note. Hermione, got him. To um, at least don't on Gryffindor team had to buy their way in oh yeah that was a good trip they got it on pure talent and i just noted that earlier nobody knew what to say on the gryffindor team to the slytherins it was like um they sat they stood in silence like not knowing what to say yeah um and then hermione is like do the exactly the right thing to say. <laughs> i have a couple notes before we yeah, get there go for it. no girls on the slytherin quidditch team seems suspicious slytherin Enough with that wizardarchy. Does it surprise you, though? It doesn't, but, like, I'm not here for it. Get it together. I'm sure Millicent Bolstrode would have been an incredible beater. Also, who knows? Pansy might be an incredible Quidditch player. Doubt it. Yeah, probably not. But, like, could be. Who but, knows? But, like, we don't know You were never given the chance, Pansy. What was the other girl's name? Uh, um, Daphne Greengrass. Yeah, she's probably a good yeah, or Tracy Davies, any of these lovely characters that are way bigger in fan fiction than they are in the canon books could have been great Quidditch players. I don't players believe Slytherin. that Greengrass is in the book. She, what are you talking about? I'm, she is. I'm looking out for it, and I haven't come across up, it yet. When she comes up, I'm going to throw a huge party. I'm going to sing a song <laughs> dedicated to Daphne Greengrass. Like, has she come up already? Because no, I haven't seen it. No, she hasn't come up already. She comes up later like Luna Lovegood, okay? All right. I'm, I want to see it, but, like, I'm on the side that I don't believe it exists. You thought that I... Look, like, everyone has to take a side. <laughs> there wouldn't be, like, this great banter if I didn't take the other side. I can't. I can't. Um, my next note is uh, something that George says. George has a lot of talking points this uh, this chapter. I realized it. Uh, Fred doesn't talk one time I think he's still chapter. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Fred. Me too. Uh, George says... Aren't you Lucius Malfoy's son to Draco? Like, Ron and Harry have not been talking about Draco all summer. Also, he definitely like, knows who he, he is. Do- he, the bookstore, like, they know who Draco is. Why would he ask this a question? I don't He's know. He's still asleep, too. <laughs> um, oh, 
Okay, and here's my point to, like, I was saying last episode where I was like, sometimes Malfoy has a good burn. Like, even though this is sort of out their money, I think it's a funny joke for him to be like, you could raffle off those clean sweep fives. I bet a museum would pay for them. <laughs> Amazing. So funny. That is a pretty good That's a good zinger. burn, Malfoy. I'll give you points. Also, I want to go to a wizarding museum. Seems like a cool place. Yeah. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. Although I feel like not that much, like, changes. Like, they stay pretty... Yeah. The wizarding world is pretty stuck in their ways. Yeah. Racist, bigoted pieces of misogynistic... Speaking of bigoted... Um... Yeah. I want to talk about the word mudblood. Let's not say it. Shall we? Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was, so, like, I feel like it's a really bad word for, like, 12-year-olds, but no. when they get older, no. I don't know. No, I think it's, like, the N-word. I think that's what she's trying to make an analogy to. Okay. Because even Hagrid's, like, what did you just say? True. Yeah, like, I think it's supposed to be, like, a direct, because, um... This isn't in the book, but in the movie, Bellatrix, like, Bellatrix says it a lot, which makes me think, like, she's not going to use a kid's, um, yeah. nickname, and she, like, in the movie version, she carves it into Hermione's arm, which is a, Ooh, a little yeah. bit, like, yeah, I, I really hate, like, I love the use, the, of mudblood as, like, a, as a metaphor for that, but, like, this is where Malfoy and I really, like, duke it out. I'm not... Um, and this is where Snape really pisses me off, too, because I just cannot condone ever. Like, where I feel it's different is that Malfoy is, like, raised to be... Be- to, to believe to believe this yeah and and I think Malfoy's saying it to be cool right now yeah he's saying it to be cool and it's probably used a lot in his household so not that that's like an excuse but he's 12 and he's a kid and I don't think he fully understands what calling someone else that means yeah. Snape knows what he's saying to purposefully say it to Lily to hurt her which is yeah. like no 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 yeah no which is bad because he really wants to hurt James and instead he hurts That's Lily. Ugh. Snape. Ugh. Um, but I was also just like thinking like what are other like magical name calling words? <laughs> like what if I would be more, I mean I obviously don't understand the whole mudblood thing, but like I would be more upset if someone called me a squib. <laughs> squib are, squibs are people. I feel like that's like a, I know, but if like you weren't a squib, no, right? But I feel like squib is another like squib is like the R word, right? Like I feel like sorry, the word say to this. end the word. Yeah, I feel like squib is the is an analogy for like retard. Retard. I don't know why I said it like that. I said it like in the musical. I couldn't even make myself retard. say it. Um, but um, um, yeah. Um, I think that's, those are what those are supposed to be, but, um. But yeah, I couldn't, I don't know what, like, magical insults there are. And I was thinking, like, like, Shakespeare, like, he has his own form of insults. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I also have the note, get him, Alicia. I don't know. Oh, Alicia gets so pissed when he uses that word. She's like, excuse me, what did you say? Well, 
<laughs> and I'm like, yes. I love how yeah. mad they all get. Yeah, that's why I think it's like more serious than you know, like a childhood like play it. But what was Ron trying to do in the first place with his wand? Make Malfoy eat slugs. Because he doesn't. He says it in the the movie, but he doesn't actually say anything in the book. He just like shoots his wand at him. And it says a green light, which I thought was only for Avada Kedavra. Well, apparently it's also for the Eat Slug spell, okay? <laughs> also, they um, they do a little foreshadow to this, because when they're fighting in the last chapter, I meant to bring this up. He says, eat, he says, eat slugs, Malfoy. Yeah, I remember that. But also, I love Ron. I know. For doing this. But that spell's fucking gross. Like, I never want anyone to do the Eat Slug spell on me. I think that Malfoy deserved it, though. I think Malfoy 100% deserves it. It's also, it's reminiscent of, like, washing your mouth out with soap, but, like, ten times worse. Like, Um, I like that they take him to Hagrid's, because it's, like, cute that he's, like, their go-to guy. But take him to the nurse. Like, why would they... I get he was, like, the closest one, but once... I just think that it was weird for them not to think, like, it was more serious that he was throwing up slugs. Yeah. Agreed. I also don't get... Okay. So, if it is a racial slur, I don't get why they don't go tell... Maybe they don't want her Ron to get in trouble for cursing another student. But also... And they know Hagrid wouldn't It's, like, him. after the fact. Like, that would just be snitching. It's like, oh, they called me a whatever... I don't know. I feel like... Also, they never go to the teachers. Like, they always, like, handle it on their own. That's true. I just... That's snitching. I don't think it's snitching if someone called me the N-word at high school. In high school. I... Or not in high school, at elementary school. I think I would be, like, hurt by that. And that needed to be dealt with. I mean, I was totally a snitch. Especially with my parents. But I don't... I feel like... It's different, and I feel like it's different in this boarding school setting, but I yeah. think if I were 12 and someone said that to me at my school, I would, like, bring it up because I feel like that's just, like, on a different level of bullying. But I don't think the teachers would do anything because it's also, like, his word against Malfoy's. But everyone saw it. Yeah, but all the Slytherins would say, like, no, he didn't say it, and all the Gryffindors would be like, yeah, he said it. I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's thrown around a lot. I don't know. This was, this is not like a, yeah, I just was thinking about it. I was like, that's, if they had heard it, I think he definitely would have gotten in trouble, but yeah, that's true. I just think it's tabby both. Um, take them to the nurse guys. Also, you'll love my next note because of our argument of last chapter. You're going to laugh at me so hard. My note says, Hermione, you're too smart to keep defending Lockhart. I'm giving Alex such a look. So much sass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I think she is, but I also think it's human. Definitely human. Never arguing that. But Hermione's a superhuman. She's a witch. Um, my note from... So is Lockhart. Look where it got him. <laughs> My note from last chapter that I alluded to was 
um, with Hagrid, like, knowing that he was, like, the only one for the job. Like, how does Hagrid get all of his information? Does Dumbledore just tell him? Or does he just hang out in the staff room? Like, I feel like the teachers just gossip. Yeah, but he's not even a teacher at this point. Yeah, but he hangs out with the staff. He eats with the staff. Yeah, I just think it's funny because I don't see Dumbledore really, like, having these meetings with Hagrid and, like, telling him all this stuff. That's true, but Dumbledore is also, like, I forget, like, I think of Dumbledore as, like, the Dumbledore we grow to understand. Right. But, like, Dumbledore's also sort of, like, whimsical, so he could give away, like, these little... my favorite Dumbledore. Same. I wish he was whimsical time not in terms of a writing standpoint like it's better that he has depth but yeah. personally I like whimsical Dumbledore we get oh, the first mention against... of the jinx on the defense against the yeah. dark arts um definitely position which comes back later clearly um okay so I forgot I had another note on going back to the the MB word, since we're not saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, I think it does uh, make sense because it goes back to, like, bloodline. And, like, that's what's important. And it, everything comes back to that. Like, in the series, it yeah. all comes back to, like, what's your blood status? And so in that sense, like, I think I rethought about it, like, while reading. Um, like, why it's such a big deal. And, like, insults associated with that are such a big deal. Yeah, this is just, it's a really important, I think, set up for the way this world works in a way that we haven't really seen yet before. Yeah. We've gone deeper. Also, Ron's reaction to it is so important. Yeah, let's throw this quote in. It's about the most insulting thing he could think of, gasped Ron coming back up. Mudblood's a really foul name for someone who is muggle-born. You know, non-magic parents. There are some wizards, like Malfoy's family, who think they're better than everyone else because they're what people call pure blood. He gave a small burp, and a single slug fell into his outstretched hand. He threw it into the basin and continued. I mean, the rest of us know it doesn't make any difference at all. Look at Neville Longbottom. He's pure blood, and he can hardly stand a cauldron the right way up. It's a disgusting thing to call someone, said Ron, wiping his sweaty brow with a shaking hand. Dirty blood, see? Common blood. It's ridiculous. Most wizards these days are half-blood anyway. If we hadn't married muggles, we'd have died out. No, I mean, um, Neville Common aside, I love this side of Ron, and it's clearly good parenting. Like, the same way Malfoy is a mimic of his parents, like, this sounds straight from the mouth of Arthur Weasley, honestly. Like, or and Molly. I just, you know, it. it's very reminiscent of what, of the rhetoric we hear, like, in the wartime later, you know. Yeah. He was, he's just been raised right, you know. I totally agree. I, I, as a joke, I was like, is this pure splaining? Like, pure blood splaining? <laughs> like, mansplaining? <laughs> but pure blood splaining? <laughs> Um, but even if it is, like, it's really important what he's saying. I think it's really nice. And I think it's really nice that, because sometimes your parents teach you those things, and then, like, like, because Ron does always have the option to be like, but, you know, I am a pureblood. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, he has that option to be 
that kind of person. Like, yeah, I'm for, like, mudbloods and, you know, mud, yeah. you know, whatever. But he's, like, ready to fight for it. Yeah, and especially, especially Hermione, who he gets really defensive over, yeah. which even, I get, I, and yes, he, like, ends up with Hermione later. But so really do Fred sweet. and George. Yeah, like, they're about to fight. Right. For... And Alicia Spinnet. Like, I just love this sort of defense of, like, because it said, like, Marcus went, like, dove in front of Malfoy to avoid, like, Fred and George, like, going after him. Because, like, they were about to just, like, wring his neck, basically. Right. Yes. Kudos, Arthur and Molly. Such good parents. Okay. <laughs> now on to some happier notes. Hagrid throwing in some good singers. Harry, if I heard... I Why know. couldn't I get a song? That oh, was no. really funny. Uh, and, it, and Harry's like, I did it, I did it. And Hagrid's like, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I know. And then he does the thing about Jenny. Yeah. But amazing. my note on that was like, poor Jenny. Because if it was me and like other people were like talking to my crush, I would be mortified. Like if they yeah. were telling my crush that I had a crush on them and I was like younger, I would be so embarrassed. Me too. My note says, oh, poor, poor Jenny. Poor, lonely Jenny. Aww. No, but poor Jenny also, because she's, like, so depressed in this book, and it just makes me sad anytime someone mentions her off alone somewhere. Like, she turns to Hagrid for a friend, and then Hagrid betrays her. That's not why she was there. She was there to kill the chickens. Oh, you're right. Oh. Yeah. Wow, I feel Tom really, Riddle's already in I her I feel head. really dumb. But still, it's sad. Oh, it's super sad. It's even sadder because it's she's so, there to kill the chicken. It's so sad. And, like, Hagrid should have been like, I'll save you. But nobody notices. Fred and George really beat themselves up about this. Like, that... they And so does Ron. Not, yeah, that they weren't, like, there for her. Which is really sad. And Percy behaves as Percy does. Percy feels really bad, too, because he thought, he was, like, being selfish, and he thought it was, like, about him. Yeah. And he didn't realize that it was about something else. So I feel like Percy probably has the most guilt. Whatever. <laughs> Just kidding. I thought that was a joke. That was a really big joke. I'm, I'm not actually <laughs> reacting like that. It's for shows. It's putting on airs. We'll get to Purse. We haven't to had, Percy you know who we haven't had at all? Peeves. Peeves hasn't been in it at all. Yeah, we're only on chapter six. Seven. Seven, though. I don't think we were even at Hogwarts in book one in chapter seven. Chapter Page five is, is Diagon Alley, so... Okay, so... Seven is, like, the first day at Hogwarts or whatever. Still, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, why, why did McGonagall, like, accept Lockhart's punishment for Harry... And I said maybe because she, like, knows he would hate it, but... Exactly my note. It says McGonagall, um, knows that <laughs> that Harry hates the whole fame thing and is doing this on purpose. She had a nice little chuckle about it when she went back. Because, like, that's, like, a great punishment. Like, yeah, I'll sign or write some... Yeah, it's a great punishment for Ron, but, like, for Harry, it's embarrassing and terrible. Um... I also love McGonagall's, um, no magic Weasley, elbow grease. Mm-hmm. Magoo. My face. Although that's probably coming straight from Filch. That order. 
or whatever. Yeah. Um, I like the little Easter egg. I'm at the end of the chapter where Ron's talking about the Special Services Award, um, which is really the Tom Riddle Award. And he brings it back. He's like, that's the one I threw up on. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, like, much later. So I like that a lot. No, me too. I really like that. Lockhart is so funny. Fame's a fickle friend. Hey. (laughs) Like, when he's, like, muttering to himself. Also, I think we should quote the first time Harry hears the yeah the snake talking because it's weird, man. It's so so weird. And then he heard something, something quite apart from the spitting of the dying candles and Lockhart's prattle about his fans. It was a voice, a voice to chill the bone marrow, a voice of breathtaking, ice cold venom. <laughs> Let me rip you, let me tear you, let me kill you. What would you have, like, if you didn't know what it was, like, what would you guess the voice is? A ghost. Yeah. Because I'm at Hogwarts. But also in real life, I think I would guess it was a ghost. I think I would have guessed it was, like, a prank. Like Malfoy. Yeah, maybe Malfoy. I don't know. But I feel like you can tell the difference. Like, it's such specific, like, like it's so. It's chilling. And Hogwarts is a creepy place. Yeah. So. Like, I would. uh, Like, the first time I heard it, I would just think it's like peds or something. That's true. Maybe if I had been, like, pranked as much as they are but i'm i guess i'm thinking in my life right now if i were to hear something like that i'd be like it's a ghost i would have like pooed my pants and then like if i heard it now i'd think it was in my head and i was like schizophrenic or something (laughs) like that's what i would go to oh i believe way too much in like the uh I, like, want to believe that there's magic out there, so anytime, like, I have, like, a bad dream, or if I were to hear something, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can speak to ghosts, I they're coming way to get too me. much into mental health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my last note. Those are my notes. Wow. Um, my champ is Ob's Ron. Same. I think we're gonna have the same thing. What's my rat is Malfoy. My rat is like Malfoy's in Malfoy in parentheses because like Avi, but like Colin is the worst. Get out of here. Malfoy uses a racial slur. Colin can't be your Look, rat. Malfoy's like like Loki always a rat. No, he is particularly terrible in this chapter. Yeah, but like Colin tried to take a picture of him throwing up. <laughs> And he was, like, dogging him, like, was up at the crack of That's dawn. good journalism. How annoyed would you be if you're already tired and having to do a quidditch practice and this, like, kid Terribly annoyed. This is me every morning at work. <laughs> yes, but you're getting paid for them to annoy you. <laughs> yeah, I was just, like, finding Colin very irksome. No, Yeah. Um, I meant to bring this up, like, one of the kids in my class, I was babysitting, and he knows I'm really into Harry Potter, and I read it to them, so he's really into it, and I kid you not, for the full 
first two hours of me babysitting him, it was one question after another about Harry Potter and the world. Just one question after another. So do you think this person's taller than Hagrid? Do you think Hagrid's taller than my house? How tall is Hagrid? What's the exact height? Well, it said, I'm like, well, it says that he's as tall as, like, three human men, so an average man is this tall. And he was like, wow, is that tall? I don't know what that means. I gave him, like, feet and inches because he asked for specific Yeah, I would say, like, 18 feet. No, he can't be because Grop is, like, 16 foot, so I'd say that Haggard is, like, 12 foot. Yeah. And it was just, like, a lot, a lot of questions after another about the world can magic do this can magic do that what's this magic who's this magic whose house is this if you were in hogwarts what house would you be in if you were in hogwarts and you were like this and you were also spider-man what house would you be in? so he was doing lightning bolt questions basically for two hours straight and i felt like when i was reading about harry listening to colin's questions about quidditch i was brought back to that moment in my life um, I didn't give this chapter very many points. I only gave it 25. Oh, I gave it less than you. Oh, see, you have much, like... Yeah, I gave it 10 points. You have a big range. I gave it 10 points. Although, I, I'll, re- I'll give it 30 because I do really like this, like, introduction to, like, Mudblood and the allegories and all that yeah. shit. But, like, this, it's, it's kind of a short chapter and really, like... I was talking in the last one that that one didn't move the plot along, but this one really doesn't do much um, in terms of plot, except for, yeah, yeah like a little bit of Quidditch It gives you a lot of information. Stuff. Yeah. And, like, you get to hang out with Hagrid. And he, she needs to set up the Malfoy being seeker thing, and you get a lot of, like, world building, so yeah. whatever. I'll give it's it 30. All good, but, yeah, so 25 points. All right, so let's do some... Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. What was Hagrid serving for a snack? Treacle fudge. Got him. Got it. Um, you already got like half of this. <laughs> you mentioned it in the note that I tried to so quickly go past. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. What are Lockhart's little like adages that he says to Harry? <laughs> Oh, um, it's, uh, Fame's a fickle friend, and, um, (laughs) oh gosh, it's a, it's a more famous one, um, uh, it also kind of has to do with fame. No, I know, I know what it is, I just can't think of it, um, blame it on the... Ma, 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 Moscato. Um, celebrity is, is as celebrity, celebrity does. does. Remember that. <laughs> yes. Darn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Love, love, love. Lockhart gets champ again with Rod. Stop this. <laughs> um, all right. So, as always, follow us on everything. Give us an iTunes review. Email us, please. Yeah, just if you want us to do another special episode, we're actually going to be recording another special episode coming up. Um, Alex and I are actually getting interviewed. By um, the Real Life Press, so. Yeah, so look forward to that. Who knows, it might get released before this episode. (laughs) 
either way, it's super big deal. We're both very excited. Like, I'm just going to say confidently, like, it was great. Yeah. It's a great interview. <laughs> it was great. Listen up. We already know that it was amazing. <laughs> it was magical, it's I would amazing. say. Amazing. Yeah. Magical. All right. So have a great week. Yes. Goodbye. Adios. Be pretty. Mischief managed. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, so we're just going to do a little bonus. Um, this has nothing to do with Chapter 7. Um, this is Alex's chance to respond. <laughs> slash defend myself, <laughs> if need be. Um, to the episode we did a few weeks ago on fan theories when I um, interviewed and talked with um, our friend Serafina. So let's, let's hear what... Uh, What's going on? (laughs) Just overall, shout out to Serafina. I loved this episode. I thought it was really funny. Um, Both of you, you did a great job. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now, on to my responses. Um, I did check because me in my head thought that Fred did take Alicia to the Yule Ball but he didn't. I just, I mean, not Fred, George. I thought George took Alicia to the Yule Ball. He doesn't. This is an invention from the fan fiction author, or not invention, I don't know if she was the first one to do it, but um, in a fan fiction by Lavender Brown called The Johnson Weasley Story, <laughs> which is one of my favorite fan fictions ever. Um, uh, they go to the Yule Ball together. And then in my fic that I wrote about George and Angelina, George is still dating Alicia at the beginning of it, and Serafina has read that, so that's why um, I think she thinks so heavily that um, Alicia and George used to date. Um, But I'm a truther, so... Yeah, you said her straight, you said her straight. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, in the argument on um, who would be the better parent... uh, Lily or oh, yeah. James. So just I just want to recap what we were talking about. So this was like an argument that had spiked like actually between our friend group about um, James and Lily and if one had survived like how Harry would have like basically changed or not changed as a as a person and like if one or the other would have been like a better parent. And I um I don't think I I do not think James would necessarily be a bad parent. But I do think the Harry that we get with James is a cockier um, version of Harry. And that's not to, like, not to say that he wouldn't be um, just as caring. Like, he still has Lily's genes in him and stuff like that. But part of what makes Harry Harry right now is that he knows what it's like to be the little guy. And so... Right. Like, to be bullied by Dudley. Right, and to be mistreated by his family, to not have food on the table. So he identifies with Ron and knows to do those certain things. And I think those are things that Lily would teach him, would, like, talk to him about. And I'm not, I don't necessarily think that would even be a blip on James's radar to... Have to address. Have to address. Like, I think he would still be a really good person. And I think James would raise him well and be a good parent. I just think it would be a different Harry because he wouldn't have that experience, but he also wouldn't have that, like, 
that knowledge of what what's about other people's differences because James himself grew up very rich and like lived his life in the wizarding world doesn't have that sort of like otherness to draw upon like he, he has wizarding privilege yeah and I mean I definitely disagreed with Seraphine and I know we talked about it on that episode um but just um I think what's one of Seraphina's points and maybe um I hope I capture this is that she was saying that because Lily would have died that James would have taken that role more seriously and tried to instill more of Lily in Harry. Which was, I think is true, yeah. but I just don't think he would instill the same type. Like, I think he would... He wouldn't necessarily know all of... Right, exactly. Yeah. He wouldn't know to, to talk about those things. Like, I think he would be there for Harry 100% of the time. I think he would teach him that bullying is wrong. Like, I don't think Harry is going to turn into Draco Malfoy. No, I think he would be probably a lot more like Ron, where he is... Um, a little hot-headed. Yeah, carelessly ignorant about other people's feelings sometimes. <laughs> Which Harry is a little bit but, sometimes. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. I think most of the time, though, he's intuitive to, like, if someone's upset or maybe I should say this to preserve someone's feelings. Yeah. We'll see that. Except for, like, Cho Chang. Who... Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's about, like, someone he wants to date, he has no idea what's going right. on. But, you know, he's a teenage boy. Yeah, as you can tell, that's like a hot, for some reason, that argument is like a really hot topic for our... That and Neville, which is so funny because yeah. you guys had so much... Well, um, I might have designed that on purpose to build some <laughs> some arguments because I do enjoy a um, good hearty debate. <laughs> my favorite thing that you guys talked about actually was the Avada Kedavra turning to Abra Kedavra and it being, I just thought your conversation on that was really Serving cool. Serving such a great point on yeah. how traumatic. How the, the memory charms yeah. and how that is like what you remember. I think yeah. that was such a good point and I love that theory and now it's canon in my head. Yeah. I love it. And I'll just say this for Serafina. I didn't prep her at all. So all of her like thoughts on this was like, totally spur of the moment and just like came up with some really great um ideas and stuff (laughs) um when you guys were talking about wars like wizarding um the wizard v muggle war um I've always wondered about this too and I'd love to explore it so if any of you have thought about this um please write in because I really would maybe like to do a whole episode on wizard history I promise it won't be as boring as <laughs> Professor Ben's but um, um and just to recap that theory was basically um just in case you guys didn't listen to that episode or whatever um was that the the muggles and the wizards had fought already and the muggles won and that's why the wizards are in hiding um I think um that might be, like, I don't think there was an actual war, but Harry, in one of the books, does have to write a paper for homework. I think it's Prisoner of Azkaban. He does have to write a paper and homework about the witch trials and about, like, witches being hung for being witches in the muggle world. Really? So, yeah. I think it's, like, something, a summer homework he has to do for yeah. in the third year. But I... Oh, I think I kind of remember that. Yeah, so I... With um, Fortescue. Right, Yes, so I was really, uh, I was thinking about that, and I thought it was really interesting. That's the only little bit we get. So I know you guys were talking about how that would be something they learned in History of Magic, and I think that we just, History of Magic's boring, and J.K. Rowling doesn't want to spend too much time in History of Magic, especially because of Ben's. 
So um, she, it, we, we don't get to hear a lot of what happens in right. History of Magic, but it probably is something they discuss, and they did have to do that homework about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. My note on this next um, sect theory that you guys talked about, the Hermione and Harry are siblings theory, is that it's completely wackadoo. What is this? <laughs> How did you even come up with this? I I understand. I listened. I know they have um, copious evidence amounts of evidence. Like it's it's great. I, they did so much work on that. You must you did some deep deep reading. I'm gonna while you look for evidence that uh, Dumbledore is Ron. I'm gonna be looking <laughs> for evidence that Harry and Hermione are siblings. Why? Because I a hundred percent prescribe to this theory for multiple reasons. One. It completely refutes Harmony. I love any theory that makes it so Harry and Hermione can end up together, which this theory 100% does. Yeah, I assume that's probably how this person got to this place, was they didn't like the shipping of Harry and Hermione. But one to explain, like, their closeness, I guess. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I also love it because it means that we get Hermione as sort of like a secondary um, hero in the story and how cool would it be if we had a female hero? I don't know. Awesome. I mean, she gets hero cred, but she doesn't get to be like the, the hero. I The only thing, not the only thing, the main disagreement I have with this theory is that Hermione knew all along I, I see, that would be so cool. Like, I'm not saying, I, I don't think it has any, like, actual canon merit. Right, I just right. would read, like, a fan fiction about this. Like, I'm very intrigued in that story. Um, by that story. But I could maybe see the arguments, maybe, for the other stuff, that they are, like, siblings or whatever, and, like, they're trying to protect them, um, kind of like a whole Star Wars thing. Yeah. Um... Spoilers for Star Wars. Um, <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I don't. So I don't know. It it was pretty wackadoo, and that was a fun one to discuss. So if anyone out there loves this theory, ha, is a believer in this theory, even though by the seventh book it's disapproved, or if you loved it so much before and then you found some great fanfics about it, please send them my way. I'm interested in reading about it, uh, and I know it won't turn harmony. And actually, I think the book was written, or that theory that I was reading from was written before the seventh book It was. Out. It was written, you said, bef- um, right uh, after the sixth book. Yeah. Um, um, the only thing I have to say about the Snape is Harry's dad theory is that <laughs> um, it reminds me so much like of Cursed Child in that this Snape is Harry's dad is a crazy theory thought up by fan fiction world. Like, that is the most fan fiction thing I've ever heard. Fast forward to Cursed Child, where Cursed Child is the most fan fiction thing I've ever read that's not actually billed as a fan fiction. And um, everyone is saying that Scorpius might be Voldemort's son, not Draco's son, when Scorpius looks exactly like Draco. But hey, Alex, there's like an obvious reason for all of that. They were infused yeah, with polyjuice. <laughs> so you're telling me that Astoria Greengrass, a character that is literally not a character in the books, 
took it upon herself to infuse Polyjuice Potion into her baby Scorpius so that she could protect the fact that she had an affair with Voldemort, this character that doesn't matter. Also, the okay, I know this is a cursed child thing, but I just have to like get this off my get chest. Get it off right your now. chest. The whole that thing tea, about Astoria is like she's like sickly and like weak, and so you would assume that she couldn't have had a baby. Not that Draco couldn't yeah. have, that she couldn't have. So how much more interesting would it have been if Astoria is the fake parent in this situation? Right, that, that's makes, what they were setting it up for almost. And it makes so much more sense because he looks so much like Draco. Like, he is a mini Draco. Like, I don't know who the mother would have been. Some people would maybe say Hermione in the fanfiction world. But, like, that's what they were, like, kind of alluding to i thought when they were talking about how like she was really that's the big cursed child twist that scorpius is hermione's child but they still went back in time for it don't worry because that's a major important plot point for everything that also makes um uh scorpius and albus cousins like not by blood but by like by um, distant marriage yeah uh, all right. Which is my main ship. Oh, no, but it does. <gasps> this is my new oh, theory. Oh, because it Hermione does make and Rose, It does make Rose Scorpius's sibling. Oh. So, yes. Yes, we have disproved Rose Scorpius. Scorpius is really Hermione's son. Therefore, Rose and Scorpius cannot be together. Therefore, it's Albus and Scorpius all the way. Amazing. We've done it. We solved Cursed Child. All right. Um, was this that is, your last note on the fan theory? No, this, oh. I just want to say that that's the secret that J.K. Rowling asks everyone to keep in the audience that they can't tell. Oh yeah, us who didn't go to London to see the show. But remember, somebody's supposed to be starting that Kickstarter for us to see Chris Child and for me to see Hamlet twice. So I'm sorry, what? Remember, so I can see it once without having listened, and then once again once I've like listened to it a million times. Just so I can get both Do you mean Hamilton? What did I say? Hamlet. Yeah, Hamilton. <laughs> I'd also see Hamlet with David Tennant. I was like, why do you need to see Hamlet twice? <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love to just get a running theater fund. And yes, Hamlet is at the top of my list. That's, that's fairly embarrassing. But I would say it's because I hadn't listened to the soundtrack. So I yeah. wouldn't know his name. <laughs> see, this is why I need money to go see it. My last um, note is just that um, I think Percy is a Slytherin, 100%. Did we talk about that? Yeah, <laughs> you guys talked about it, and you both said he was more Ravenclaw than Slytherin. I thought I kind of defended it. You, you defended it. You brought it up, and then you yeah. were like, but I think I ended on Ravenclaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's all I had to say. I just felt like I needed to put that in there, but now I'm done. All right. All right. Thanks for listening again. Yeah, and definitely send us your thoughts on the fan theories. And if you haven't listened to it, go, well, should go back and listen to it's it. It's a really good episode. There are some crazy things discussed. Even if you aren't, like, super fans of the show, the theories that we talk about are pretty, like, cuckoo banane um, Yeah, as they say. Um, so they're just fun to listen to if you know, like, anything about the Harry Potter world. Um, I had fun. So, 
Yeah. All right. This is the end for real. This is the end. You'll never hear us again. Just kidding. We'll be back next week. Please listen. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.